You probably heard the news about erythritol, the artificial sweetener that was linked to heart attacks, strokes, and even death from heart diseases. Well, was that really good science? Should you worry about this artificial sweetener? Or was it non-science? Today, we're going to talk about the science behind erythritol and the latest study from the Cleveland Clinic. I'm Dr. Terry Simpson, and this is Fork U, Fork University, where we make sense of the madness, busting myths, and teaching you a little bit about food as medicine. Erythritol is used in many processed foods. It's used to increase the sweetness in keto protein bars, sodas, or even used by itself as a sugar substitute. It's not as sweet as sugar, and sometimes other artificial sweeteners like stevia are far more sweet than sugar, so erythritol is used to sort of tone down their sweetness. The Food and Drug Administration considers erythritol to be a safe food additive. Because it's a food product, it hasn't been tested like a drug where they test for safety and efficacy. It was given that general support without any tests. Recently, there have been many questions about the safety of artificial sweeteners in general. While artificial sweeteners clearly decrease calories, do they decrease obesity? In one study, scientists found that teenagers who are obese have higher levels of erythritol in their blood. Now, there has been a lot of conflicting data about artificial sweeteners and obesity. It seems obvious that if you reduce calories from some source, it'll decrease obesity. But that hasn't been a consistent result. So while the debate about artificial sweeteners may be making America more obese, the mechanism isn't clearly defined. Some have said, well, maybe artificial sweeteners increase the appetite, so you get the double Big Mac instead of the Big Mac. And some have simply said that, well, maybe people are using that as, I'm not drinking this high-calorie liquid, so I'm just going to make up for it by having more French fries. We, we don't know. Studies have shown that artificial sweeteners increase insulin resistance, increase diabetes type 2, and are associated with an increase in stroke and heart disease and all types of mortality. On the other hand, there are other studies that show just the opposite. Confused? <laughs> Aren't we all? Well, let's make sense of a little madness by talking about this study that was done by the Cleveland Clinic and published in the journal Nature Medicine. Cleveland Clinic is no slouch, and Nature Medicine is not a slouch publication. It's clearly peer-reviewed. So what did they do? In this study, they examined the correlation between erythritol and people who were prone to heart disease. They studied people who were at high risk for heart disease, such as those with high blood cholesterol, diabetes, obesity, hypertension, and they looked at their blood levels of erythritol. The data was then divided in the patients according how much erythritol was in their blood. What they found out was this. The people who had the highest level of erythritol had the highest incidence of heart disease, strokes, and cardiac deaths of any other group when they followed them all for three years. They found the same results in a cohort of people from the United States, which had over 1,100 participants, as well as an identical cohort from Europe, which had over 2,000 people. The higher the level of erythritol in the blood, the more likely these people were to have heart attacks, strokes, or die within the next three years. Some criticize the study because the human body actually makes erythritol, 
But does that make it safe? Well, let's break that down a little bit. First of all, your body makes a lot of things. Like your body makes formaldehyde about an ounce and a half a day, but clearly you're not going to be drinking excess formaldehyde. And some criticized this study because they didn't do a dietary evaluation about erythritol. But this criticism is answered because normal blood levels of erythritol are a thousand times less than the erythritol you get in food. So blood levels of erythritol are actually a better validation of what you get in your diet than any dietary history would be. Why is that? Well, you know, it's hard to know or remember the products that might contain erythritol. In fact, some products can contain erythritol and not list them on their label. So checking the blood levels is actually a very good way of doing it. One other criticism I saw was, well, they use people already prone to heart disease. That was the point of the study. By taking the highest risk group, those people with high cholesterol, obesity, diabetes, etc., you shorten the time to see the effect. If you already have plaque formation, and most people over the age of 18 do, you already have the disease, does erythritol make it worse? And in this case, those with the highest quartile were far more prone to heart attacks in three years, and it was statistically significant. Now, if you take a young person, healthy young people, and you look at the erythritol, what their effect is in their blood, that makes their vessels a little more compliant, a little bit better. If you take older people with stiffer arteries, it has a worse effect. So the study was really a sound, good study, but it's not the be-all and end-all. It does warrant further investigations. For you, erythritol is in many foods. Maybe it's time to sort of think about getting rid of the more processed food, and return to a healthier diet. Let me give you an example. In the morning, I like having a quick breakfast before I run out the door. Typically, I'll get some plain Greek yogurt, usually from Costco, maybe in the low-fat variety. But if you eat that, that's really sour. So I had a cup of blueberries. The blueberries provide their own sweetness, a natural fruit sugar, fructose, which has no deleterious effect and in all studies shows that it's positive to decrease the risk of hypertension, heart disease, etc. That makes it sweet enough that I can enjoy my Greek yogurt and my fruit. And in that one thing, I have accomplished two points on the Mediterranean diet. Well, not quite two points. One point for the dairy, but I will get more fruit throughout the day. You can buy blueberry yogurt, but the typical blueberry yogurt that you buy will have far more sugar in it than is recommended by the American Heart Association. Or you can get artificially sweetened yogurt that has no added sugar, but it'll have erythritol. What do you think would probably be better for you to get? I think the answer is pretty clear. If you're older, maybe getting rid of artificial sweeteners is a good idea. Maybe finding the sweetness in natural whole food isn't a bad idea. Maybe it's time to start making those little changes in your diet that can have an effect in the long and short term. Fork You was written, produced, and researched by me, Dr. Terry Simpson. Please check out the blog associated with this podcast at yourdoctorsorders.com or forkyou.com. I'm Dr. Terry Simpson, and while I am a doctor, I'm not your doctor. And when it comes to medical advice, please ask a Western board-certified trained physician. 
Not some Eastern medicine wacko, not some functional medicine nut job, but a real doctor who has real certifications. It was distributed by our friends at Simpler Media, Miss Allie Press, and Mr. Evo Terra, the pod god, who, as we speak, is looking for better ways to increase his longevity and his health and taking out artificial sweeteners and waiting for me to come there to help share a beer. Have a good week, everybody. Yeah, I'm not much on the sweeteners, artificial or otherwise, to quote the great English poet Bricktop. No thank you, Turkish. I'm sweet enough.